0: Why do you trust God? And why do you believe what he says? Was it just a decision you made? Haven't there been some times in your life where you're presented with some strong evidence of something and you wanted to believe it, but for some reason in your heart you still didn't believe? So what puts a heart over that hump? Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson.
1: And in the next verse, verse 29, he wants to elaborate on that all this is from God. He wants to elaborate further. He really wants us to see everything as coming from God. And it's not just that it comes from God, it comes from God as a good gift. And so look at verse 29. He says, It has been granted to you on behalf of Christ. Now stop right there. Something has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. This word granted uh, refers to something bestowed as a gift of grace or an expression of God's favor. So if you just turn the page to to chapter 2 there uh, in verse 9, it's the same word where it says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and granted him the name that is above every name. Same word. It's the word used in Romans 8.32, where it says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously grant us all things? Again, same word. This word has the same root as the Greek word grace. It's the same basic structure as grace. And it's an expression of divine favor, God's favor. So God has bestowed something, a gift, on you that he has graciously given you something that is a special, unearned, undeserved gift of grace that shows, this gift shows, that you are one of his favored ones. You're one of his favorites. He wanted to put on display that you are one of his favorites and so he's given you this special gift. Actually, uh, two gifts. Two gifts. Gift number one is faith. So he says, it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ to believe on him so that's gift number one now that's interesting because everywhere else in scripture faith is something that we do right it's, it's our responsibility we're commanded to believe where the scripture tries to persuade us to believe if we don't believe it's our fault and so so we see throughout scripture it's our responsibility but then once we do it once we believe we turn around and realize even that came from god as a gift he put faith in our hearts that's why you started believing god put it there why did, he, why did he do that? Why did, he, why did God give me faith and not someone else, some unbeliever? Why did he choose me? I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe he chose me for the same reason he chose Paul in, in 1 Timothy 1. 16 uh, to show his unlimited mercy. Maybe that's why he chose me. He looked down, he's like, uh, how can I prove how massive my mercy is? Oh, there's one. <laughs> But whatever the reason, one thing I can say for sure, whatever the reason is, that reason has something to do with glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it says. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ to believe on Him. So the reason God decided to put faith in my heart has to do with His love for His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. God didn't save me mainly so that I could go to heaven. He saved me mainly so that His Son would be exalted and magnified and glorified and showed to be great through my being saved.
0: Really short one today because today's episode is based on a comment that Paul just makes in passing in this text, but it's worth considering. One of the themes of the book of Philippians is the fact that even things that are our responsibility— Ultimately, when we do them, it's because of God's influence on us. Philippians 2.13, it is God who works in you to will and to act according to His good purpose. When you do something, or even desire something that is in line with God's good purpose, including having faith in Him, ultimately, that comes from God. And yet, you really did decide to do it. It really is your free decision, and God rewards you for making that decision. God didn't force you against your will, and yet, somehow, it really was God who did it, because before he acted, your will was going in the opposite direction. Like every other human heart, your heart was rebelling against God. God drew you in toward himself. You responded. He drew some more you responded, and on and on until at some point you believed. And when that happened, it really was your free choice, and it really did come from God. There's just no getting around the mystery of this interplay between God's sovereignty and human free will. There's no way to get rid of the paradox without destroying one side of the paradox or the other. If you come up with a simple explanation that's easily understood, it's probably because you destroyed one side of it. But, if we're willing to live with the paradox and just simply believe everything God's Word says about it, even if we can't understand how it all fits together, that will do two things. It will keep our resolve intact because we'll realize it is our responsibility to trust God. So we'll feel that responsibility and we'll stay resolved. And it will also keep our gratitude intact because we'll understand every good thing that we do is granted to us as a gift from God. So as you go through your day today, pay attention to the spiritual fruit being born through you by God. Usually we focus all our attention on our failures, right? We we get to the end of the day and we have an acute awareness of where we blew it. Oh, I did this wrong again. I committed that sin. I stumbled in that way and failed at that. It's a good... for us to be aware of our sins so that we can repent of them. But it's not good to only be aware of our sins and to take all our good godliness for granted. So all through the day today, try to pay attention to each time you trust God. Each time you do or say or think or feel anything because of the fact that you believe something God said. Each time you do or say or think or feel anything because of the fact that you believe something God said. Each time you do or feel something that the Bible says pleases God. Notice as many as you can because those are gifts to you from God. And we don't want to be so ungrateful for His gifts that we fail to even notice them. Each time God works in you to will and to act according to His good purpose today, Thank Him for that grace. Forgive me, Father, for taking those gifts for granted, as if godliness were so natural to me that I should expect it as the norm. Thank you for granting me faith by your grace. I don't know why you chose me, Lord, but I am grateful. You said that I am your workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which you prepared in advance for me to do. Thank you, Father, for creating me in Christ Jesus to do good works. Thank you for preparing those works ahead of time. Thank you for all the good works you prepared ahead of time for me to do yesterday and all the moments you prepared the way for me to trust you to love you in your way, to believe something you said, to show kindness or mercy to people around me, to seek you in prayer. Every one of those came from you. I wouldn't have done a single one of them apart from you. And thank you for all the good works you prepared in advance for me to do today, the rest of today and tomorrow. Help me be alert to them, Lord, so I don't miss the opportunities. And when I do carry them out, remind me that they are from you and not me. You are the source of everything good. All faith is from you. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. You are the source of my strength. You make my feet like the feet of a deer. You enable me to stand on the heights. You train my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You give me your shield of victory and your right hand sustains me. You stoop down to make me great. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With you, I can scale a wall. It is you who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. I love you, O Lord, my strength. You are the source of my perseverance. When you favored me, you made my mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. You are the source of my wisdom. Your law is perfect, making wise the simple. My moral beauty comes from you, as you prepare me as a spotless bride. It is you who creates in me a pure heart, O God. It is you who gives me a willing spirit, and a steadfast spirit, and an undivided heart, that I may fear your name. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from him. Remember your word to your servant, Lord, for you have given me hope. Father, it is you who keeps watch over my mouth and sets a guard over my lips. It is you who keeps my heart from being drawn to evil. You're even the source of my praise. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. I praise you with all my heart, dear God, because every good and perfect gift is from you, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of Philippians. 50 expository sermons covering every verse you can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com until next time rejoice in the lord always and set your mind on things above where christ is seated at the right hand of god